It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, pleased to be joined by Dave Wilson uh, from ESPN.com joining us today. And uh, Dave, I don't know if you tried. I don't know if you can hear us right now. The trivia question we just had, the all-time record between Baylor and Gonzaga. Uh, we all know what happened a couple of years ago. Do you want to take a stab at this? I, mean, I have I, no idea, I, man. I'm going to give you two free sandwiches, even if you're wrong. So just <laughs> just give any guess will do. Uh, I, I'll just I'll, I'll just go ahead and tell you the Zags lead this thing four to one. I was going to say three to one, so I was close. Oh, you're going to be very close there. Um, the uh, your beloved your beloved Aggies. Um, I got to say, a, a nice way to close out the season, Dave, with a with a nice uh, win over LSU. Now, how many Aggies games did you get to see, or or should I say, have to see in person this year? I feel like you were down there at least a at least a couple times. Uh, yeah, in your, I was in your homeland. I was there. I was there for that that huge Miami win, obviously. Uh, I was there for uh, I was at Jerry World for Arkansas and a loss, so, you know, doinked it off the upright. So it was a pretty, pretty rough, pretty rough hang there to watch the Ags this year. But it ended well with a victory over LSU, and now we see what the will happen. Uh, we all sit back now. Isn't it weird to finish the season and? Usually we're talking about bowls or college football playoffs or whatever, and now it's you have to kind of just watch the portal and right. see who who's leaving the portal. And again, that defensive tackle I think that headed out A and M. What's funny is all these guys. It, it it never is fun to have anybody leaving the portal, but with like schools like A and M, it's every one of them are like five oh five star, four star. Right. <laughs> we don't that. I mean, it's just you're sort of used to it. Are you sensing that maybe fewer Aggies will end up leaving than what we may have thought even like two or three weeks ago, and especially given some of that 2022 class, the heralded class with some some of those those members from that class have been in trouble uh, uh, and been suspended for much of the year. Do you think that perhaps the Aggies are going to keep more of these players than than we anticipated? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kind of got the sense that there's a chance that they were going to you know, there was going to be some sort of, uh, you know, mass exodus out of the concern. And then, um, you know, the, what I'm hearing now is mostly it's guys that just haven't played much and a lot of them were expected to go. So uh, I think I think maybe so far as the fans, maybe there's uh, they're not, you know, a lot of the key guys that they were worried about so far look like they're going to stick around. You know, I, I, I love this uh, story that you did for ESPN.com on TCU because you looked at several of the stories, kind of the breakout stories that have comprised this season of the Frog. Um, it, it, did you have any thought process going into this season? I mean, Baylor was predicted by the media. It uh, tells you how much the media knows to, to win the uh, conference. Um, and... Uh, and and the Bears obviously end up with a six win season didn't work didn't work out. Who was that? That was an interesting part of your story. I think you referenced Todd Graham, former college football coach, in in telling Sonny Dykes when he went to kind of 
scout it for him, and sometimes they'll bring in outside coaches. And he said, I think you, I think this team could win a conference title. I mean, that was really interesting to me that 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 somebody like Todd Graham, who has his own, you could do a whole story on Todd Graham's interesting history, former uh, Allen High School coach who's bounced around a lot of different places. What When you heard that from Sonny and, and hearing that from Todd Graham, what was it, Dave, that at least grabbed his attention from some of those practices and being in those meetings that he kind of felt like, hey, Frogs may have something pretty special this year? Um, well, you know, what's interesting is Sonny told me that in August. Um, he said, you know, I had Todd Graham in here, and he says we're going to win the conference. And you talk about <laughs> when you said, when you, said uh, you know, it shows what the media knows. <clears throat> I uh, I said, huh, interesting. So that was right around the time I was supposed to fill out my preseason uh, power rankings, and uh, I moved. I bumped him up from eighth to seventh after that inside info <laughs> I received. So um, I think you know. But what's interesting? I so I so I, at the end of the season when we started seeing this thing come down the line, and I started saying, you know, I should look into sort of like all these different factors that have played. How did like how did they do this basically? And I thought about that. And so I called Todd Graham to say, like, hey, what did you see? Um, yeah. And he just said he couldn't believe sort of the, the synergy there, that everyone had bought in. Everybody was happy. He said, you know, you go through the lunch line, everybody's happy. You go to practice. There's a lot of, a lot of really, um, you know, low-key low coaches that are, that are very much teachers. And it sort of seemed like it was a classic sort of change of voice kind of thing from Gary Patterson to, to this staff in terms of, like, them responding to just sort of a new voice. And so he was just blown away. I mean, obviously the TCU team that we see has a ton of speed and that's been their calling card. Um, but he said, you know, what, what he saw in terms of there's no selfishness, everybody was very happy and, and, uh, and it was just sort of a, everybody was on the same page from coaches to players to all everybody. Talking to Dave Wilson from ESPN.com, writing about this TCU season, getting ready for the Big 12 championship game coming up uh, Saturday uh, with an early uh, kickoff. You also write in, in these different uh, uh, different reasons, and we'll get to the hypnotode and some of the strange things that have come this season, but I, I really do think Max Duggan has uh, become – kind of an all-time folk hero for TCU, for his willingness to kind of hang in there, get through. I mean, he was battered, bruised-type guy over the years. They don't pick him to be the starter. And then not only does – when Chandler Morris gets hurt, not only does he become the starter, but now he – you know, he there's a chance he'll go to New York for the Heisman ceremony. And those numbers – I mean, I, I – I, 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 you know what I thought of when I was reading those numbers you put out about his Heisman campaign kind of thing? They're not far off from, like, what RG3 had his Heisman year. I mean, I, I, you know, I did not I, – I should have then gone and looked at RG3's numbers. But from a touchdown-to-interception ratio, I mean, it's unbelievable. And I, I, I guess Caleb Williams is probably going to win this thing, the, uh, the USC quarterback. But there's really – there's a lot of reasons why you could why why Duggan deserves and could be the Heisman winner. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. I mean, especially considering he barely played in the season opener. Um, I think it's uh, you know those that touchdown to interception ratio you talked about is so wild. Especially one of them was a hail mary, and I think he threw three all year. 
And so one of them was a Hail Mary at the end of the half that, you know, no one cared about. So it's, um, and that's a guy that had had a, some puzzling throws over the past few years. So I think what Garrett Riley did, particularly with him, is really noteworthy, and that's probably why he's a Broyles Award finalist. Um, and, and if you go along with that, what they did with Kendra Miller in the run game. But, I mean, Duggan has been just, you know, some of these games, when it's a tight game or it's like against Texas, I mean, he's taking a pounding. They couldn't block Texas at all, and he's getting killed. Um, some of these other games, he's running the middle in moments. And the players said, you know, when when that guy bounces back up, we know we can all do it too because if the quarterback can do it, we can do it. And I think he's been sort of a, a model for the whole team, both in terms of unselfishness and in terms of toughness. And I also like the this unheralded transfer. Uh, and I was talking to somebody yesterday about the transfer portal, Chris Hummer from 24-7 Sports. And what TCU's done a good job of is sort of mining. You know, everybody kind of knows who maybe the best former four or five stars are out there. Zach Evans ended up at TCU and, and then transferred out. We sort of know about all those people. The guy that's at USC now that, that uh, was, was so heavily recruited and all that kind of stuff. But this is interesting. This Johnny Hodges story, who's at the Naval Academy, and, and why you love those kids and you root for them and you know how the, the character and all those stories, it's not like those guys are always highly coveted in the transfer portal. And for whatever reason, Johnny Hodges decided, hey, I think I want to go try to play somewhere else. And, Dave, this, this, nobody was looking at this guy. And, I, and I, I find it fascinating, and you tell the story about, like, who kind of saw him in there or saw some film of him and he's ended up being arguably like the best player on defense. I mean, this is this is a really and you know Gary Patterson had a, a great reputation for taking people at other positions in high school and turning them into either great linebackers or defensive ends. This guy was a really good player at the Naval Academy who everybody just overlooked in the uh, in the transfer portal. What? What is it about, I mean, like, why do you think Sonny, and maybe it happened when he was at SMU, but it just seems like, Dave, he's got a great feel for this portal, and not just taking a bunch of people, but taking people who can have immediate and really uh, long-lasting impacts. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing we talked about at SMU when I first met him was, you know, he'd sort of rebuilt the team over there through the portal before that was really a fashionable thing to do. And he said, look, you know, because everybody was saying, well, it's great that you're doing that, but you're going to like, you know, you're, they're all going to be gone next year. And he said, are they crazy? I'm not taking a bunch of seniors. I'm, I'm, I'm stacking depth at through different years at different positions. And, you know, like the kid at um, that Tyler Levine kid for SMU that really came on this year and had like 300 yard games. That was a kid from West Point that that said that had a that had a medical problem and he ended up getting checked out and Sonny took him and uh, you know he's just now emerging but there's been a lot of those kind of guys um, and so I think with Hodges Hodges is really fascinating because he was a nuclear engineering major who went to Navy on a lacrosse scholarship and just begged the football coaches to give him a shot and he played and I don't think he played as and he started playing well and I don't think he felt like he was getting the appreciation there that he, he should, he said, I just didn't like the way it worked out there. And I don't know the true, you know, I haven't talked to him 
depth. It was that was just in a press conference. So I don't know what the story is there, but he goes in the portal with two games left, and he gets zero calls or offers, and then he contacts sixty people and nobody responds. But you know, Jeff Jordan, the former Garland High School coach and former Cowboy scout had remembered him from playing against Navy and thought, you know, this kid's a pretty good player. And, uh, and he and Joe Gillespie took a look at him and thought he would fit. And now he's the big 12 defensive newcomer of the year. It's a pretty remarkable story. <laughs> and it's the same thing on the D line. They were really thin and they lost O'Shawn Mathis to the portal to Nebraska. And so they went out and took, they got a kid from Georgia, but they have transfers from a Stephen F. Austin, UConn, who maybe play more than the kid than Georgia does. And so, you know, I think part of it is Sonny's just, you know, he's kind of a salt of the earth guy and he just doesn't care about pedigree. It's just not a thing for him. You know, if he's just like, if you're a player, you can play. I'll give you another example. There's a kid that caught a touchdown against in that Baylor game, Gunnar Henderson. He was a, he, he was, he's a, he's from McAllen um, he went to Incarnate Word out of high school. In two years in Incarnate Word, he caught five passes, transferred to A&M, sat out a year, didn't even try to walk on at A&M or, or wasn't allowed to walk on at A&M, comes to TCU, and he catches a touchdown in the fourth quarter against Baylor. I mean, it makes no sense. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're giving me flashbacks to that Baylor game, Dave. Uh, I, I he just, caught one uh, against Oklahoma, too, if it makes you feel better. But, you know, <laughs> a, little, a little slaw receiver that literally catches five passes in two yard, in two game, two years at Incarnate Word and doesn't even play at A&M, and he's catching touchdowns in the Big 12. I mean, they just don't. They, Sonny said he's a baller. He just – every day in practice, he's one of our better players. I just He's like, I don't know what to tell you. He compared it – he compares – you know, he, he he goes back to tech. You know, he said, we signed Wes Welker two weeks after signing day. You know, it doesn't matter. You can play, you can play. Can you imagine how this makes, like, Patterson feel like Gary, you know, in Austin? And he had some good moments this year and was given a lot of credit for some of the positive things that happened with the Longhorns. But imagine – bringing in really the nucleus for this team. You know, a lot of the players, obviously he liked Duggan a whole lot over the years, but watching them from afar, this legendary coach, the the season after you leave, they have uh, what, what appears to be bordering on one of the greatest years in school history. That that's got to be the strangest feeling, and I, and I I know Gary pretty well, and and have enjoyed talking to Gary over the years. But that's uh, I, I just can't I can't even think of a point of comparison where where a legendary you may have one on the tip of your tongue, but uh, that's I I would think that's a very awkward and weird thing where Gary is maybe somewhat happy for them, but it also is just a strange feeling to to watch this all happen, you know. Um, Sonny is very, very upfront about the fact, you know, when he got fired at Cal, Gary was the guy that gave him an analyst job at TCU in 2017. And he, that's where Sonny sat in the room and said, you know, I think you could, you know, you see what the, the facilities, the resources, all that stuff, this place could, you could win here. And they did win there. And he, he's always said, nobody could have done what Gary Patterson did in Fort Worth. Nobody could have done it. That it takes a special person to will an entire town and university to get behind football and support it and put the money back into it and build something. And they did it. Um, and so, yeah, I know it's awkward. Uh, you know, I know it's awkward for Sonny, the guy that he owes a lot to Gary for helping get back on his feet. And, uh, and then, you know, this team was loaded with speed, like we said, and um, you know, it's a pretty talented roster. And I think, 
I think there's just a lot to say about that. So, yeah, I, I imagine it's these transitions are never easy for anybody. I imagine Gary is proud of Max particularly and all these a bunch of these players he brought in, uh, but I'm sure it's tough also. It's just that's the way coaching works. All right, and he passes his father. I mean, that, that Spike Dykes, I mean, which was one of the legendary SWC coaches. I still love all his recruiting stories, and you remember all those, you know, where he would, like, he would be going somewhere and run out of gas. And yeah. apparently he would, like, coast for 10 miles, you know, into town and things like that. Uh, it's a, uh, they're very different, I, I think in some ways, and then probably alike in a lot of ways, but, um, it's a, uh, it's a fascinating story, what the Horn Frogs have done. And, um, and Dave, I appreciate it. We'll save the hypnotoad for another day. Uh, that, that whole thing and their social media. I finally, uh, I'd been up distance enough, I guess, since that Baylor loss, <laughs> I finally watched that thing, right? The, um, that weird video that they did yeah. with the, uh with the with the Winnie the Pooh or whatever and right it is fascinating because it's like it's almost like one of those 80s MTV videos we used to watch like the cars right. or whoever would do or or Robert Plant you know some somebody uh it 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 almost takes you back to something like that and for whatever reason it kind of works but it is weird as all get out especially like that the photo even of Dave Aranda they use so it's one of those things, you know. I even as a uh, as a, uh, a a bear, I have to kind of tip my tip my cap to them because they <laughs> they not only are they winning, but they've sort of captured this kind of fun spirit and and embraced this kind of some some weirdness about it all. So anyway, I, think, I do think that that is made, you know, for an, especially if you're a if you're a school like a TCU or a Baylor and you're smaller and you have a smaller fan base and maybe the general public outside of Texas doesn't know who you are. I do think that that's one thing TCU has capitalized on this year is taking advantage of sort of the the fun aspect, almost like the coastal Carolina, like we're this just fun loving team. Everybody, if you don't, if your team's out of it, you should come so support us because we're the fun, weird team. And so I think that, I think that's pretty smart actually. I think it is. I think it is. Dave, let's do something other than talk about our rival uh, frogs uh, next time. Let's focus on maybe making fun of the university of Texas or something that we're more comfortable <laughs> doing. Uh, but, uh, fun to visit with you. And, uh, and, uh, I, uh, who are you picking by the way, you got the frogs winning Saturday's game. Boy, I, I really think it's going to be a good game. I think, you know, K-State looked like they had every chance to win the first one until they're, you know, Adrian Martinez got hurt. And then when Will Howard went out, that's when things really got hairy for them and they lost a lot of momentum. But, um, you know, what TCU did to that Iowa state team, uh, which was, you know, obviously the wins and losses weren't there, but they were a tough out all year. Um, and that's just the best I've seen TCU look all year. And I think if they play like that, they're going to be really tough to beat. And so I'm picking TCU. All right. Well, I just wanted to get a couple of old Dallas Morning News editors slash writers together and spend some time. And uh, glad we got to do this. Dave, I appreciate it. And I will talk to you soon. All righty. Talk to you later. Dave Wilson.